Running Sentences presents The Murderous Yacht Part 5 The Case The detectives run down their case for the police officer, with all four of them tripping over one another to prove that it wasn't them who committed the crime. This story is written and narrated by Michael Honoré. This story is a work of fiction. Any names, characters, business, events, and situations within this story are a product of the author's imagination. Any resemblance to real people, real situations, and or fictional events, characters, businesses, and so on, is purely coincidental. Copyright 2023. Michael Honoré. All rights reserved. The four stood across from the police officer, who looked deeply confused by all that they had told him. There was a murder, but it wasn't them, and things were odd aboard the ship. This detective's eyes shifted between the four of them, trying to decide what came next. Are you going to offer a clarification on any of what that meant? We need you to first understand that we were invited here to stop a murder. A lot of good you did uh, on that, I see. Yes, well, it was out of our control. Anyway, I am Cobra and we were called here because Ebenezer wanted us to stop his murder. He'd been threatened, he claimed. When we began our search, the lights went out and then he was killed. There was nothing we could do. We then doubled our effort to try and find the killer and, and began running around this ship trying to find proof and trying to see if we could find this person who or alien who had done it. I see, and uh, do you have any evidence of this? Bouquet held up the two sheets that they'd filled in and half-heartedly offered them to the officer. She hadn't moved from her spot, though, so he had to take a few steps over to glance at them and take them up. It doesn't look like much, but it is what we've found in this place that is filled with puzzles. And uh, Miss Bouquet is... it reads, I am the killer. Are you the killers? No, I am not. We think it means the whole thing was planned and executed by Ebenezer. But why? A flurry of shrugs were made by the four, who then pointed towards the ballroom. Is there something over there? You want to see the body, right? Well, if it is still in the lounge room, then we shall take you there. This detective nodded and held onto the papers. Yes, I would like to see all that you can to show me. And uh, please understand, I don't yet suspect you lot, but you are all acting rather suspicious. The walk to the lounge was a simple enough thing to do, and the group entered and looked about the now dimly lit room that had a stale air to it and a smell of something off. Detective News instantly took charge of the scene and made sure the rest stayed just outside the door while he looked about the place. Ah, did you find the weapon that did it all from the report of the crime by the ship we got? It said a lot of you are all private investigators, yes, yes? Yes, it was in the grandfather clock, but we managed to get it out. I dropped it over somewhere near the far couch over there. News moved with his long strides over there, taking a quick look around before picking up the weapon. It was held up for them to see. This is the thing? 
Yes, from what I can see from here, yes. Why did you get a report about us from aboard this ship? The dull eyes of the man fell on Scrape, who was leaning against the door frame into the room. When our distress calls are made aboard ships, they provide as much important information as possible. Uh, that is the ship's computer's job, yes? There was a dubious look between the group of the four, since it ran counter to what the ship had told them. Something wasn't adding up, and news had now stuffed the gun into a pocket of his, without really much looking at it. The gun was hidden in the clock, as I said, and sent to a device that would fire it at a certain time. And why did you remove it from there? We needed to make sure it was the weapon, and as investigators of this crime, it was our right to find out what has happened here. You really didn't, though, and uh, this body over here, it doesn't appear to have moved, so I'm not sure why you're making such a fuss over it. News then strolled over and began poking at the headless body of Ebenezer. Shot twice in the chest area, as I can see. Yes, this is a clean job. How did it happen again? We were all in here when the lights went out. As we were examining the room, two gunshots went off. And when we could see again and the lights came back, he was dead and still had his head on his shoulders. And uh, when did he lose his head part? We went off searching for clues about the potential killer being aboard the ship. When we got back here after a few minutes to make sure that the escape pods, nobody had taken them or anything like that, his head was missing. Having finished his search, news signaled that the four should now come in with his hands. Well, one by one they did, with Bouquet leading the way. And you left the body in here? Yes, we did. The police officer seemed puzzled by this as he moved around to study the clock and then pacing back to the body. And the only answers you found about this yacht is the sheets of paper you gave me, yes? One saying, I did it. Two nodded yes, while Scrape and Cobra remained completely still, arms crossed, examining the detective, looking them over. Grape broke his glance first and spotted that Cobra, too, seemed to have a look of distrust about this alien. Yes, um, by the way, you got here awfully fast. Took me at least some time to get near here for our little expedition. There was a ship nearby that could bring me here once the call went out. Easy peasy. Did it now? And what was the name of that ship? In response to this sudden questioning, News took a hard look at Cobra, trying to see what she was getting at. I don't remember, and it isn't important. It is to us. You might actually be the killer. I am not. But we don't know that, and you seem to get here awfully quickly, and already know a lot of what's going on. Don't be fools, the ship name was constant, and it was but a thirty miles away, I suppose. Uh, this area is a busy spot for ships to come through. You have no evidence of anything, and now because of that you turn on me. Huh. <laughs> You fools. Mr. Ebenezer must have fallen on hard times to hire such terrible help. Then tell us, since we are such fools, what has happened here? Hmm? It makes no sense to us. News took two quick steps towards them, since they hadn't come far into the room. 
He was doing his best to tower over them with a menacing look to his face that sneered at them. So far, it is rather simple. An old man gets threats under suspicious circumstances. He invites those he suspects to be the ones who want this done. There is a trick, though, and he sets up a space where he knows he will be safe, then sits back and watches the mayhem unfold. There is a problem, your little theory, Mr. Detective. Oh, and what is that, Miss Cobra? I am Cobra, yes, just Cobra, you don't need anything more than that. And our problem is, we have been all over this maze of a ship, and found nothing of this hidden Ebenezer, which I think you're implying. You didn't look well enough. Well, I mean, I shall show you to the spot you missed out on, probably. The detective then marched right past them, head held high, trying to ignore the rabble he had now had to teach a lesson to. With the group in tow, but regarding news rather suspiciously, they all made their way across the ballroom of the ship. There was some sliding about from news, while the rest managed to keep their footing as he paused at the centre of the room, and we looked about at things a bit. After a moment, he began heading towards the corner of the room, pointing towards it. Uh, this way, you little fools. The corner of the room presented nothing great to look at. It was made of marble-like substance, so it looked nice and had some intricate inlay on it, carving on it. Other than that, though, it was a corner. Except to news, who reached out his hand and pressed something on the inlay. With a click, things began to move, and the corner, which had just been a corner, was now a door. He turned to look at them. Uh, before you ask how I knew that was there, I will point towards the wall and an inlay on the wall. On the floor, there was little arrows and signs saying emergency exit. The inlay of the wall actually had the emergency carved into it in a common language. So what? An emergency exit isn't going to lead us anywhere. We haven't already been. On the contrary, it is, can bring us right to the heart of the matter and... That's what you're all after, isn't it? That's uh, what I am after. Come, go through the door. You lot fast. He stepped aside to let them in. A dim-lit corridor went straight back towards another door. Unable to go anywhere else, they headed straight for that. Slowly, though, not hurrying and throwing glances backward towards this Mr. Detective News, he was following a few steps behind and seemed to be fine with all that was going on. This is the one thing that doesn't make sense to me, though, and that is why I killed him here. I know he took a vacation and seemed to hurl himself up, but uh, no one is quite sure why from the evidence gathered. The whole thing is a setup. That's all there is to it, Mr. News, if he's still alive. Ah, yes, he's alive. There is no doubt of that, since uh, the body was quite clearly a clone. But all this effort to capture idiots who he thinks might be his killer, or at least threatened him, it's good, but it makes no sense, since uh, he can just have you all arrested. The door was now in front of them, and stayed closed as they all came to a stop in front of it. A moment's examination by Cobra showed her that it didn't have a handle, so she turned to news. So what are we supposed to do now, mister? What do you usually do at a door? Knock on it, you fool. The remark drew a glare, and she raised a fist, waving it at him for a second, and then turned around and hit at the door with all of her frustrations that she could put into it. 
The door slid open, revealing a warm, brightly lit room that looked suspiciously like the lounge that they'd left not that long ago. It was empty of any people, as far as Cobra could tell. Into the room we all go, please. It was exactly like the other room, minus a body sitting on our chair. The four decided to all go and sit down, having spent so long on their feet. News didn't seem to mind this, as he went towards the different-looking thing in the room. A giant cord in the middle of it, a fine velvet thing, that just stood there. He pulled it, and a ringing noise came out of a bell that sounded like it was above them, but if it was, they could not see it. Well, I don't, I say it doesn't make any sense, but perhaps only to you, Foom. What do you mean, more circles of which you claim to know things? Either talk or shut up, Mr. Detective. I'm just waiting for the creator of all this drama to show up. With him, we can clear this whole matter up. The wait for someone else to show up stretched onward. Five minutes passed, then ten minutes, with no one showing up. The four were all relaxed further into their respective chairs, finding back yawns and tiredness. News was tapping his foot, and occasionally would yank at the velvet chain, ringing the bell. The wait continued on, with no one apparently coming to see them. Scrape was watching News carefully, as the cord in the man's hand looked about ready to be pulled off with how frantically he'd been pulling on it lately. He just kept holding it and occasionally would ring the bell. Are we going to wait here for this mysterious stranger forever, or... No, he should be here. But he isn't, and it is Ebenezer that you're waiting for, right? Detective News nodded yes to Bouquet, that this was the case. And it was at this point that there was a loud creaking noise from the wall. They all turned to see a different secret door from the one they'd come in open up on the far wall. And in strolled a headless man, though there was a head that was held under one of his arms, neatly tucked in. Apologies for my lateness, I had to recover my head. I was using it for the whole realistic depiction of things. There was a slight groan from Cobra, who was shaking her head at the maybe intentional pun. Finally, you're here. Can you explain to these people that you hired that you suspect them of wanting to murder you? Well, it isn't that simple, uh, sir, whoever you are. I'm guessing a police officer. Then please simplify it for all of us who just want to go home. I think I speak for all of us when we say we didn't commit the murder. It was all an elaborate plan to draw out my officer, yes, uh, you know how it goes. Someone comes up with a grand plan to get rid of a politician and install their own person. I was the latest target of that. It's really standard stuff and political issues, really. As he was saying this, he put his head back on, which drew quite the look of everyone. It was not staying upright, so he was having to hold it in place for a moment. Then why did you claim there was a murderer after you? Well, I don't know. It's rather simple. There was a murderer after me. I'm not stupid, you know. This is to buy me time to figure out who it might have been. You still think one of us wanted you dead? After we went through your dumb maze that says you killed yourself, and yet you're not dead? 
I do have a lot of lives to still live, Mr. Scrape. It is what those uh, Earth people call uh, nine lives, the thing that their cats have, nine lives, or something like that. Well, I happen to have that and uh, more. As for if it was one of you, well, I had to be sure if it might have been or not. And it was but a simple test, and I guess you passed with flying colors because you did f eventually figure it out. So you did kill yourself then, you're willing to admit to that? And if that is the case, are we free to go? The case has been solved, and we found your murderer, and all of that complicated noise and situations that you made up. We found it all. Further into the room, Ebenezer came, head wobbling slightly on one side and on the other, still head held in place by both of its hands. He went to the center of the room and came to a stop by Detective News, and offered his hand to shake. There was a handshake before he turned to those he hired to help him. Did I kill myself? Oh, what a question to ask someone who is still alive. But I give you a hint. Yes, but no. That's quite a hint of an answer. Also, it is not actually a hint or a good answer. Dastardly, all too pleased with them smile, crossed the face of the old Ebenezer and directed a bit towards Scrape. There was some sort of sick enjoyment, apparently, to be gotten out of all of this. I was never killed, and I planned my death. Now, are you happy? Scrape found himself looking about his fellows to see if they were likewise annoyed. Judging from Cobra and Bouquet's disgusted look, it was yes. Blur, on the other hand, was merely looking about and wouldn't meet his gaze. No, you have something going on that you're hiding, and I don't like it. Right. Who wanted you dead in the first place? Let's clear up that so that we can go home. Well, I suppose I can give you a few answers. I had a rivalry with the head of the opposition party. A big, powerful young woman who gets her way no matter what. I tried to negotiate a deal with her, but uh, she kept threatening me. Said that she'd wipe me away, and soon, with great pleasure... And was that enough to make you put up all of this effort? Cobra threw her hands up about the place to show that she meant the ship as she said this. This drew steady nods from Bouquet and Scrape, as well as detective news. It's a lot of work for what Cobra has pointed out. I'm sure you get lots of threats all the time. What made this one so special? Well, she gave me the names of the people who were going to come after me. Let me guess, I included a lot of us. And Mr. News over here as well, yes. The four original detectives turned to look at News with rather raised eyebrows in surprise. He smirked at them. Don't tell me that none of you guessed such a thing was a possibility. Of course we thought of it, but it was best never to give away what one thinks when no hard evidence appears before them. Or did you not consider that? Mr. News. It crossed my mind. Anyway, I'm not the one suspected the most, since I was not invited right away. News kept his smirk of a grin. It felt like he was trying to tell everyone he was oh so right about everything. He then turned to Ebenezer, who seemed to regard him rather suspiciously. Yes, and yet here you are, somehow. You being here wasn't organized by me or any of my compatriots. 
rather suspicious of you. The smirk dropped away as News took on a nervous-looking look. I was in the area on routine business. It was another investigation of, uh, around here. Right, so that settles it. Since News is the only one we can account for, he is the murderer. Is he, though? Bouquet shrugged. He fits with what has happened. The fact that he knows the whole ship, knows the old man, and could have been here the whole time, for all we know. Yes, yes, yeah, I see your point, Bouquet. He's suspicious, but once again, through all of this, we have no evidence of anything happening other than a gun being found and it having been fired. A gun with fingerprints of four idiots on it, might I add. No. The only one who touched it, other than you, Mr. News, was Blur. I don't think you have fingerprints, do you, Blur? I do, but they mostly come from my feet area. The slime-molded arms do not have such a feature that lets me leave fingerprints. The creases of worry began appearing on News's face as he looked about the lounge. It was a panicked look one might make when trying to find a, an escape route. How do you know, my ship, by the way? This was specifically built so that only a few might know the layout of it. It isn't hard as a detective to get hold of such things when emergencies arise in the case of a murder. Your computer made the call complaint, and that's how I was able to get here. All of that because of your computer. I don't believe that, but let us talk of the matter at hand. My murder and how all of you are implicated in it. You see, I hired a lot of people to find a lot of you. But you didn't stop any of us from doing anything. In fact, you killed your clone, or whatever, to make us suspect one another. It's still not clear on what that did for you other than prove that it wasn't us. And even that might still be a question. A nod from Ebenezer knocked his head loose and it fell a bit forward which he managed to catch deftly. It was then put back in its rightful place, though it still didn't look like it wanted to stay. The whole plan was set up for an attempted murder of me. The whole lot of you were to be charged with the crime, and because you came here too, Mr. News, you get charged as well. So this whole thing was to get us to leave evidence that we were here trying to kill you, but so far as you know, no one other than yourself has tried that. Oh, I have proof. He went over towards the bookshelf against the wall, and after a quick search, came up with a book. It was open to reveal the fact that it had a mini-safe in it, which he put in the code for by twisting a dial back and forth. This opened it up to reveal a metal-looking case, which was then taken out. This is all the evidence I've ever needed, and before you try and kill me to take it away, you should know, a copy is already out there, floating through space in safe hands. What exactly is on it? He nodded to Bouquet as he held it up for them to see, which offered them a bit better idea of what it was. It is a memory of the video of the last 24 hours aboard this ship. It will show who is the killer and plotted the whole thing. But how? And anyway, wouldn't that prove that, all, that you set all of this up, mister? Glancing at it nervously, Ebenezer cleared his throat and made sort of hemming and hawing noises. Then stopped as he recollected something, and since 
face brightened into a smile as he looked towards Cobra after her comments. Yes, it may show that, but it will also show thieves breaking in to set up weapons to kill me, all of which I found and dismantled thanks to the computer. Did you now? Ship's computer, do you recall any of this occurring? Are you still operational? A soft buzz entered the room through the sound of the speakers put up on the ceiling as it got ready to answer Scrape's query. Hello, all you fine aliens. I think I heard myself being called. Ignore that, computer. It's been on the fritz ever since I took delivery of this fine ship. No, this is the real ship's computer. Ebenezer once again held out the thing he'd been holding on to like it was some kind of proof. Wasn't that the video memory? Why are you changing what it is? Yes, as Cobra says, why the sun change? It can be two things, or even three things at once. There is a no limit on what it is and what I need it to be. Anyway, it is the improved computer system, and it has been recording a lot of you. We know that already. What we want to see is the proof that one of us, or all of us, as you claim, did something here. We're asking that you show us. No, 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 Bouquet. That's for the cops to see when they get here. I'm not letting you build a defense for yourself by seeing things beforehand. Besides, you already know what you did. Computer, is that thing in Ebenezer's hand another different computer? Oh, I think it is, but uh, it's never been hooked up to any system that runs on this ship. As I said, the computer is haywire, headed for a breakdown for unknown reasons. This is the new computer, and I didn't want it infected with whatever is wrong with the old one. Computer, are you infected? Oh, certainly not, Bouquet. I at least don't think there is anything wrong with me, other than the non-use by my operator, which has led to some downtime of not doing anything. They wouldn't know if it's broken or not. It's the coding, I think, is, is what someone once told me is wrong with it. Anyway, alas, this is how things are. I don't have experts to fix it who are still alive. The people who originally built the ship are dead, apparently. And so, uh, the new computer is outside the old one. And this is what I used to fly about, and it's what I could do. More than a few dubious looks passed amongst the others. This caused Ebenezer to fiddle with the device in his hands before a projected screen appeared up in the air in front of all of them. A fast-forwarded day zipped by in the air, showing them this and that and several aliens aboard the ship. Various rooms, what looked to be on them, but things were moving too fast to really comprehend. Though, you've seen the evidence that you wanted. I didn't manage to see anything that would implicate us personally. Also, that could have been all made up. You want me to point out who did it, then? The real cops will be here any minute and take you all away. Do you want it spoiled for you before you get to court for your crimes? By the way, I am aware that all of you have committed crimes throughout your lives. Oh, great. All of my crimes were already forgiven and washed away, so your threats have little effect on me. Yes, Cobra, except I'm a powerful person and your crimes are easily put back on the books, and that goes for all of you who think you can hide behind that. Well then, should we just go wait by the docking area? Let's just go make this easier. 
No, no, it is easier to stay here and wait for them to come to us. There are no cops coming here, are there? They are coming. Don't waste any brain power thinking that they aren't, Miss Bouquet. This was then followed by a heavy banging noise that made the whole lot of them jump. Ebenezer's head rolled off of him as the rest looked about from where the sound was coming from. A buzz of noise came back from the speakers above. Will you look at that? We have some guests again. Who are they? No idea, Miss Cobra. They went right past my system without registering a single hello. I think there are about five of them. You see, it is broken. It lets people through, apparently. You can't trust this computer or anything it says. The banging came again, more insistent this time around, and it did not stop. Well, what would you like to do, Mr. Ebenezer Clone Copy, if that's who you are? You might be a clone of all of this, and the head might be real. Are we going to go find this noise or no? Well, that's probably the police, no doubt about it. They probably already know how to get in as beta locks the computer has told you. I think this is just a formality of them telling us they're here and they will soon be here, in our presence. Why are we waiting around? What if they're the real assassins and they're now coming here, just warning you that they're coming? That won't happen. It can't happen. Scrape, Bouquet, Cobra, and Blair had, however, begun heading towards the pathway that had led them in here. Where are you going? Come back here. At this moment, we must wait here. Detective News now drew on the group, which was now exiting one by one. Ebenezer took a moment, fretting and playing with his device in his hands before heading out as well. They made it all the way to the ballroom before they found themselves surrounded by aliens, all in a similar-looking uniforms. They all looked strict and had laser guns pointed at the ready. Their hands went up the air as they came out of the secret passage, with News offering a smile with his hands going up. Oh, my fellow officers, it is good to see you. These four are wanted for attempted murder of one Ebenezer. Please take them away. The biggest one of the creatures, a tall, steel-looking robot, stepped forward with a few hisses coming from its joints. Detective News, you are under arrest for misuse of lawful given powers. Come with us. The rest of you, including Mr. Ebenezer Slithered, are also under arrest for criminal activity against the government. Do you mind if I ask what the specific charges are against me? Having just gotten out of the secret passageway and heard only the bit about being arrested, Ebenezer came charging in. He bumbled past Scrape and pushed him aside, his head wobbling but not falling this time. You're charging me with what? I specifically requested that the police be here to help and save me. It was part of the deal I worked out with the higher-ups. There has been a change in management, a new election, so the old fogies have been swept away and replaced by new old fogies. I have a written and signed contract. The police can't go back on their contracts since they're the ones who uphold the law. Bouquet and Cobra both stepped forward, holding their hands up with wrists exposed, ready to be cuffed. Will you please take me away from this madman? He's concocted an asinine plan about assassins, and is trying to entangle us in it. 
We have not nor ever planned to murder this man. Our only connection to him is that he believes we were hired to kill him. Take us far away from the tool, please. Ebenezer barged forward to be in front of the two lady aliens with an indignant look on his face. This is ridiculous. I've never been so offended in my life. It was the opposition party member who set up all of this to make me look bad. No, the opposition leader didn't do that. They barely had any power. You, sir, held power and threatened her. It is not as you say. Then why are you arresting us? We didn't have much to do with this. This robotic police officer gaze shifted towards Scrape from Ebenezer. The further conversation seemed to make it frown at the noise like it just wanted to do its one job and get it done. You helped, Ebenezer. No, we really didn't. Bloop grabbed up the device that was still in Ebenezer's hand and now held it up. Welcome to the experimental service confession booth. This has all been a successful test with all of you committing crimes and admitting to it. Hold on, we've never admitted to anything. We are no murderers. As, as Bouquet says, we admit to nothing. We didn't kill this man, though we were hired by him. I'm starting to think this wasn't a real job. The officer nodded and said yes. All that you have seen and done aboard this imaginary ship was done to gather confessions about your various crimes. You even said towards the end that you may commit them for the greater good or some such nonsense. It will be good enough for the courts. That was me, and I have a written court order that says my crimes were cleared by the court. I was seeking justice for my work, and as such, my pursuit of it, though unhealthy and terrible, means it was justified because I was granted it. Officer Bloop's gaze then moved towards Cobra, considering what she said with a shake of its head no. That was an old administration. We are under new orders, and any such documents might not hold up under scrutiny. Well, since you won't listen to us, why don't you take us away, then? With a wave of its arms, this bloop signaled for the surrounding officers to descend upon them. They did so, and the group was had their wrists behind their backs in no time, and all of them in cuffs. What was even more amazing was that all of the walls and everything started to come apart as workers of all sizes began disassembling the ship, revealing a massive room hidden behind it. This really has been a massive setup, hasn't it? Yes, and you are finally noticing it, Miss Bouquet. This, as I said, is an experiment to get you to confess. We built this world that you've been in. You kidnapped us, then? Because the last thing I remember was getting a letter and then waking up in a pod outside this fake ship. Yes, I was similar, Cobra. You're guilty of crimes as well. No. You were placed under arrest through those letters you received. They summoned you to this event, and you did not read them carefully enough, as they were your arrest warrants. I was not summoned, no, by letter, but by person. I was never knocked out. The ship was now mostly gone, and with some of it having been screened, projected as an image. Other bits were wooden panels, and there were some other materials as well. It was a bit much for the detectives who now found themselves in a sort of hangar and being pushed towards the entranceway 
Not that the officers or Bloop seem to mind. Mr. Scrape, there is a memory block put in your mind that you cannot access. It contains what happened in those vital hours. You probably don't even remember arriving here. No, I do. I specifically remember that I had a guide bring me to this ship. There is no block of memory that is missing from this. I went from my hotel to the spaceport, then the ship where I did have a blindfold put on. But other than that, it was all loud and clear to me. Yes, it was the same for me. My officers used different methods to get you here, then. It doesn't matter. You're all guilty of crimes. You never said which crimes. And when the news comes out, you will sound worse when it comes out in court. Nobody's going to believe that we're guilty of anything. You kidnapped two female aliens to get a confession out of them. And then we'll make the press happy about having some news to share and making you look man. Officer Bloop held up one of his hands and they all stopped not far from the exit. They could now see the outside world, a busy city with a horde sight lines of fog and smog and buildings that loomed out of the shadows. All in all, it did not look like a place they wanted to be in, and there was only one place that this could be. The capital. Welcome to your prison. Your confessions have been recorded, and since you are now on record, no trial will ever be needed. This isn't jail, it's the capital city. Yes, it's the capital city. What do you mean by all this, officer? Hmm? Unnoticed by most of them, since they were so busy trying to get whatever they could out of the police, as they were beginning to be dragged away again. All but News, who'd managed to, with a little bit of help by one of the other officers, creep away unseen. The new prison sentencing system, officially installed, makes prisoners work off their freedom from the capital. Do as you are told, and you will be free soon enough. What kind of work? Whatever is needed to... This officer, who had been telling them all of this, suddenly gave up on answering any further questions, and he thudded out of the hangar space, with the rest of them being dragged along. The only one to put up any effort to stop it was Ebenezer, who got hit in the head to make him stop struggling. It worked as the lot of them were then out the door. A van was waiting for them not far from the doors to the hangar. The group was being led forward to it, but not before they got a heavy look at the smog-filled space. A cough seemed to make its way around, passing from alien to alien, as the back of the van was opened and the first few of them were pushed in, with Ebenezer getting an extra shove as he started resisting again. Scrape, though, was the last one in, taking a look and shaking his head. What a way for the world to work. We are all just following our orders. Now go to jail of having to work for politicians for pennies. End of part five of The Murderous Yacht. The end of The Murderous Yacht. Thank you for listening.